Hi, welcome to Salt and Burn This. I'm Sammy. And I'm Valerie. And this is our Supernatural Rewatch podcast. Each week, we're going to break down an episode in order with lots of details, so nothing's left out. (laughs) And we throw in some personal nuggets and stories and research to mix it up just a little bit. Because not only are we fans of the show, but like Sam and Dean, we've also had our fill of road trips. Yeah, but for theater, not for hunting ghosts and demons. And not in a super sexy muscle car. Anyway, shall we? We shall. So how did your uh, pride thing go? It was fun. I actually got to march in the parade. Ah, yay, it's been is... years. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, I've worked the, pr- well, worked. It's a it's a company, you know, that is a brand ambassador for various Broadway shows. Mm-hmm. So the one that I was ambassadoring today was Here Lies Love. It's a Filipino show. Oh. Um, all Filipino cast. It's made mm-hmm. by Filipinos. It was written, the music was written by David Byrne and Fatboy Slim. And David Byrne is in a band called... Talking Heads. Oh my God. Yeah. That David Byrne. Yeah, that David Byrne. Oh, oh my God. Okay. Oh, him. Him. Oh, him. Like one of those people who is just a pure artist. So they cannot help themselves but be an artist. Right. But I saw he had a show on Broadway like a year or so ago that I went to see, but I'm not, I don't follow the band or anything. I know like one or two songs. Well, yeah. Sang. I mean, they're an 80s band. That... Exactly. And it was basically a concert of all of his music that mm-hmm. he formed into a weird kind of artsy narrative. But because I don't know the songs very well, I could not understand a single word that anybody was saying. <laughs> Except for burning down the house. That's the one. That's the one I knew. <laughs> that is the one that I knew. <laughs> Like, I know that one. Yeah. That's, that's, and everyone, that's it. everyone else, I'm just like, <laughs> okay, I mean, this is fine. But you know, the people around you love him and are obviously super into it. So that's cool. Right. It's The show was not for me, and that's fine. It doesn't it's have fine. to be. Anyway, back to this one. So we were marching in the parade, which anytime I've worked the parade before has been kind of on the outskirts, just uh, – mm-hmm. Standing, organizing yep organizing or even just standing with the crowd and handing out flyers or swag and, and stuff like that but it was mm-hmm. way better being in the parade and marching and you get the the energy of everybody oh, around you. my god it's amazing yeah i've only marched in it once and i actually just posted a picture on facebook from when we did it with the yeah. new york city opera because uh-huh. i got to bring the dog uh, Brent was there. He he marched in drag. Yeah, and it was only like partial drag, so he was heels and a fabulous wig. Yeah, that's what, those we, were his baby drag face, uh, days. Yes, so he didn't yes. have like the full. He didn't uh, have a full character he yet. Had, yeah. <laughs> yep, he hadn't fully developed his drag character, but he he did it. He marched the entire parade in those heels, and we did it in uh, cowboy boots because we were doing the cowboy opera, yeah. uh-huh. the uh, Fonchulak. Uh, no, it, I think it was I think it was Fonchula first. Mm. Was it Brokeback? 
Oh, it must have been broke back because why would we be doing Pontula during Pride? You're right. You're right. You're right. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> the other cowboy opera. Um, but oh my God. It was so much fun. You're exactly right. You're exactly the 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 energy from the crowd, from just the mm-hmm. the people watching was amazing. It was yeah. so there. I hate to say the word like there was so much love, but there was just so much positive it really energy. Is. It's just full it's, of joy. And yes. it was just a joy to be around and in. Yeah. I I loved every second of it. Mm-hmm. There was just so much positive emotion there. And it's not about, I you know I hate to like it's it's not about sex and sexuality and gender. It's about pride and it's about love. And it's yeah. not to say that it that there that those other elements aren't part of it. Yeah. But the overall emotion is just pride, yeah. joy, pride, and yeah. Yeah. So I, I loved it. So I'm so glad you got to march in it because, oh my gosh, yes. it was, and it was just so cool to watch other people who were marching and how they interacted mm-hmm. with the crowd. Mm-hmm. You know, it was great. Loved yeah. it. Um, I am like beat though. Uh, <laughs> it was a long so, march. It was a hot day. It was thankfully cloudy most of the day, but it was very mm-hmm. humid. So I was just sticky Uh, (laughs) and carrying around bags of very heavy flyers that I have bruises on my shoulders from the straps of the bag, like hanging down. Um, And I was supposed, I was going to try to go to my super's farewell, like potluck party. Felix. Because also in my neighborhood, there's a giant festival of some kind. There's a stage set up near the Starbucks, oh. like an actual built, they built oh my stage. God. There's tents everywhere. It looks kind of fun and cool, but I'm just but like, I, I've been surrounded by millions, literally millions of people all day. I just, yeah. I, I can't. I and can't that's a, that's going to be a rowdy neighborhood already, <laughs> yeah, you know, but yeah. add in a festival. Wow. Yeah. And the festival wow. right next door to our courtyard. So even if I could uh you know i, I did want to say goodbye to him because he's such a good super um yeah. but he'll be there for a couple more days so i can at least okay, you can <laughs> stop by <Yes>. yeah <laughs> i have to say we've lucked out when it's come to supers yeah i've heard you know, some it, more, everyone's like oh what you like your super and i'm like i love my super i, I love my other super too he was right really nice. fernando was that fernando uh yeah i think so uh, or Fed- federico federico, federico. Mm-hmm. and then there was uh james in LA. Oh, James. Oh, James. oh, Sammy. Hi. I've got a problem. Um, yeah, I just, I, when, when you said that he was retiring, I was like, Oh my God, I was thinking back on our supers. We've had some really fabulous people. Yeah. So makes me sad, but glad that he's retiring because he's he wants done. to be a, he's yeah. so done. He's just like, I am, I'm ready to retire. I want to live my life in Puerto Rico. I was like, man, I don't blame you. Right. <laughs> Stop taking care of all of us. Go, yes. go do. Well, none of what we just said has anything to do with what we're about to to do, which <laughs> yeah. I find which I find hysterical. The only thing I'll say about this episode and like me is that while I was doing the research for this, I was sitting outside on a little porch I have and watching the TV on the inside, so I wasn't like super close to it. And a bird shit on my notebook. Hey, so... good luck. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> So I was like, I'm enjoying the outside. I'm getting some fresh air. And then I was like, what the, all right, <laughs> turn that page. So that's, that's my connection to this episode is a bird shit on me. Well, oh, wow. shit on my notes. I, I don't have fun story about this. I just, 
was giggling the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of a giggly episode, wasn't it? It was, and there were so many, I, I don't know if I would call them Easter eggs. That's kind of what I was calling them, but I guess hidden um, hints or... Yeah. Yeah, I would call it foreshadowing, but it was like foretelling because it like totally foretells what's going to happen later. Well, I meant in the way that they're like, we know, but they don't know. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I enjoyed that too. Yes. But a part of me was like, get there faster. I was like, why don't you know this? We know this about you. Why don't you know this? Get there faster. Season four, episode 17, It's a Terrible Life. At Sandover Bridge and Iron Incorporated, Dean is Dean Smith, the button-down director of sales and marketing. Sam is Sam Wesson, a cubicle-dwelling tech support guy. What the heck is going on? Or is it, what the hell? <laughs> God, I hate that so much. That's really bad. So, Written, but, hold on. Oh, Written, oh Jesus Written by Sarah Gamble, which totally makes sense now that I'm seeing it <laughs> and directed by James Conway. Okay. So since they gave a spoiler away with um, Dean Smith and Sam Wesson, I will point out that it took me far longer than it should have to make that connection. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, my God. And when I finally did, I hit pause and I literally put my head down because I was like, wow. <laughs> I will say, and I did not get it until we were, until this time, you know, Mm -hmm. this kind of watch through. But any other time I've seen this episode, it did not click for me. Or if it did, I completely forgot. But that was really kind of clever. I love it. It was totally clever, but it took me, (laughs) like, I literally had to just stop and, like, shake my head and be like, I, Valerie. Why did it take you? Because they'd said it a number of times, you yeah. know, and I was thinking about it. I was like, why those names? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, that's kind of how I felt about the one where all the strippers were named after Disney princesses. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it was until the second watch through. And I was like, oh. Belle, Belle, Ariel, Jasmine. Ah. So the want to point out that there is one for me. There's one headliner um, guest guest artist in this uh, episode for me, and it's Kurt Fuller, mm-hmm. uh, who is for me famous for Psych for his role as the uh, the coroner on Psych. Um, oh, yeah, he's, that's right. He is. He he's done a million things. He's that face you see a million times, and he's yes. always on a series just long enough that you get to know them, and then they're gone. Yeah. Um. But on Psych, uh, brilliant comedic acting. So when uh, when he, when his character pops up, I'll tell you who he is. But I I loved him. I forgot how much I hate him as this character. Yeah. But it's one of those like you love to hate. I mean, he's so good that you you know, you hate him because he's that good. Yeah. Yeah. So he had not actually had not seen Supernatural before when he was asked to do this, but then like, and he did a little bit of research and saw the huge following that it had. Then he was like, uh, yeah, I'll totally do that. I totally do this. So, and he was fantastic. Mm-hmm. You just hate him. I mean, you love him right now. Cause you don't know who he is, but then I was yeah. like, no. Yeah. 
That's funny. I just started rewatching Psych and I haven't gotten to him yet. But in the first episode of Psych, Chris Heyerdahl was one of the people, <laughs> the guy who we just saw as Al- get killed by as Alistair. He was in it for well, a decent chunk of, yep. of guest star pop pop up. Yes. And, and he didn't talk like this. Uh, he did not talk like that. No, he taught a, a normal. And yeah, no, he's great. I'm a, I'm I'm not like I'm gonna. I don't want to say I'll search him, but it's like if I see his name, it's like I know who he is now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, starting with this episode. Are then it's, I'm just gonna. It's a very quick description. I'm gonna use. Why was Dean back, brought back from hell? Because he has work to do. He's the righteous man who began it, so he has to end it. And Dean, you know, the, the recap ends with, it's not me, I can't do it. It's just mm-hmm. a bunch of scenes of, like, him and Cass and yeah, and re- rehashing this conversation. It was a pretty quick recap. Yeah. So. yeah. I thought it was interesting that, like, the last line he says is, it's not me. And then it segues into an episode where he's not himself <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know just, yeah good catch y'all like y'all so the the now is a montage mm-hmm. um we don't get to see anybody murdered <laughs> which <Right. laughs> which you know we usually see um there's a, a song that's underscoring the montage which i called oh so good i don't know if that's the actual title but it's by no. the kings it's called, at least through the subtitles, it said, A Well-Respected Man. Oh, Well-Respected Man. Um, but he's, oh, so good, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and the montage is Dean, but it's Dean not as we know him. It's Dean dressed in, like, a bespoke suit. Yeah. He's in this, like, fully chromed-out apartment. He's drinking a coffee mm-hmm. with steamed milk. He's getting dressed to go to his, like, office job. He drives a Prius. Um, and the only, like, break in this musical montage is when he starts up the car and, like, rock and roll music is playing on the radio. And at first, we're like, okay, there's Dean. And then it, he changes the station to, like, a news station, to, like, NPR or something. He's like, yeah, this is more me. Yeah, and he, he drives like, off in his Prius listening to the... <laughs> Yeah, he was like, like, yuck, what is this? Which is rock and roll stuff. Who would have? Yeah. And so on off he goes to his um, office job in the city high rise. I just want to point out that uh, his license plate on the Prius said Ohio. So I'm assuming this is taking place in Ohio. My my little note. There's no other MapQuesty moment. So yeah, he's he's like a true finance bro. Like he's got like the corporate office high rise beautiful view yeah in a, some sort of developer business so, yeah he's literally wearing a white collared shirt yeah yeah like total bespoke white collared shirt and suspenders, suspenders. <laughs> he's clean shaven He's eating salad. (laughs) Right? And even like pulling his tie out of the way so he doesn't drip sauce on his salad. I love that he's he's also taking phone calls with his like Bluetooth earpiece. Yeah, that was Um, such a... Walking around the office. A mark of the time period is those giant little Bluetooth. giant Bluetooth jawbone. Yes. And But uh, but his, I'm sure, was supposed to look like really sleek. And expensive yes. for the time. Which we now laugh at, of course. 
And then he also, just to show you sign of the times, he's like bro talking with guys about working out or not working out and what cleanse, what cleanse they're on. Cause he's like, Ooh, you know, I'm holding some pounds. Cause I'm, you know, such a sedentary lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And they talk about the cleanse, which was at the time, lemon mm-hmm. water, cayenne and maple syrup. I remember this. I never did it, but like everyone I know was walking around the freaking bottle of lemon water with like maple syrup and those pepper. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I never did it either, but it's not completely dead because when I was living in L it's probably bigger in LA than it is most other places just because it's a superficial town. But there was a girl I worked with at the restaurant who was a model she was already very skinny, but she was always doing the master cleanse and she could not do anything. Like she was so weak. <laughs> I'm like two or three days of drinking lemon uh, juice little, with cayenne right. pepper. Then she was like, oh, I can barely lift this tray. And I was like, well, yeah, you got to fucking yeah. eat a piece of bread or something. <laughs> like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maple syrup isn't going to sustain you. No, especially with a really physical job. Like waitressing (laughs) oh my god that's very funny well it's like the one time where like i i asked you to run a 5k with me and you did and i like i totally pooped out before the end of the the race and you like sped on ahead and i was all disappointed and you're like yeah you had lettuce for breakfast it's like (laughs) what what were you thinking (laughs) and i was like i thought i could do it (laughs) ah yes dieting here's what you lose friends friends is what you lose not wait so the end of the song happens and that's the end of the work day for dean so that montage ends with like elevator ding you know Mm -hmm. elevator doors open at the end of the day dean's going home um and he gets on the elevator and the camera pans and we see sam sam's in the elevator Mm -hmm. and sam staring at dean staring at dean (laughs) sam is not sam he's wearing some sort of like logoed work polo shirt you know, like some sort of polo uniform. And Sam is like, do I know you? I feel like we know each other. Kind yeah. of giving these hints. But Dean Smith, who we, <laughs> the, 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 there was a little cut to the, the his name. Oh, his on name the on the door. So yeah. We know that he's Dean Smith. So yeah. it's like, what the hell is going on here? And now Dean is like, yeah, save it for the health club, pal. Thinking it's a little gay. It's come a on. Right. Which, ew, gross. Knowing what we know about the brothers. Yeah so funny that he's like uh grossed out by by sam hitting on him and then it goes to the title splash which is the scream which is ah (laughs) yeah 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 all right so just a couple things which may not mean mean anything i may have looked too much into it bring Um, it but i was wondering about the choices of the names of the people and the business Usually, you know, it's just like, oh, it's probably somebody on the prop team in the cast, or, or yeah. somebody's cousin in Mississippi or something. But because of what this vision is and what we learn what it is at the end, mm-hmm. maybe it's deeper than, I don't know. But the business name is Sandover. The only thing that I could find possibly it being referred to is a epic poem called The Changing Light at Sandover, uh, which was written by a guy named James Merrill, who's a big fan of the occult. And it would, it's basically about Ouija board conversations that he has. But it was the only thing that I could find that was tied to the occult in any kind of way. Okay. I didn't even find that. I was 
We also saw in this little opener Dean's boss, who just comes in and they do like a good stuff, like, big thing, yeah. good stuff, yeah, yeah. like little finger. Yes, exactly. Yes, <laughs> finger point, finger, finger, finger guns. guns. And his name was Mr. Adler. Maybe this is referring to somebody named Alfred Adler, who is a founder of a school of psychology who believed that um, contributing to others was how the individual feels a sense of worth and belonging in the family and society, which I thought kind of ties into the message we hear later at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, you know what? There, There is... Yes, I'm going to say yes, that's completely possible. It's not just bang you in the face, obvious, but yeah, it's uh, it's definitely possible given that if you, I hate to say this, but if you look on the, you know, I won't say wiki per se, but any of the supernatural uh, conversations, mm-hmm. there are so many people who try to tie in something that wasn't yeah, necessarily yeah. intended that what you just said is not out of the realm of possibility. Their stuff, a lot of it is out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, I, mean, I feel like I don't want to be one of those people. <laughs> no, no, no. That's why I say I don't, I don't think so. I think what you're saying is far more um, uh, approachable and believable. Potentially, yes, that, that the uh, writers and the, uh, that the, meant that. That yeah. they did their research and they, you know, just like choosing, you know, the the good the good man or whatever song, yeah, um, yeah, for for Dean who, you know, tries so hard to be the good guy, yeah. Um, I mean that that's very obvious. That's a very obvious yeah. choice. Whereas what you're saying is not obvious, but it's not beyond the realm of what the writers have done before, right? So wow, good for you. So title splash. Yeah. And then- we come back from the title splash and we're in basically a field of cubicles and this scene but that I kept calling the grind. It's a little montage scene of like with the pencil being sharpened and, and papers printing. It's like yes. it's almost like the opening credits of the show The Office where it's like someone highlighting stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's the stapling it's we see the same thing over and over and over again they don't even try to reshoot it it's the same footage over and over and over again of of papers being printed or copied pencils being sharpened phones ringing yeah Yeah. the daily grind yeah (laughs) i also wonder if it was maybe an homage to office space the movie but i haven't seen that movie in a million years but it feels like that would have been you know i think it's an homage to any office I think that yes. particular is just any office life. I think later on there's an homage to office space. Yes. Um, but I think this is just your typical grind. This is your daily office grind. Yes. What's I find hysterical about this is that Sam is an IT guy, like answering <laughs> phones in this, like you said, this field of cubicles, little cubicle farm. And they couldn't have made this thing any smaller for this giant of a man to fit in. Speaking of, I felt like Sam looked extra giant in that elevator scene with Dean. There was something about the pan up to Sam and the camera was kind (laughs) of pointing down at Dean. I just felt like Sam, the difference of height between Dean and Sam was extraordinary. Yes. Yes. It made me very happy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think it also just pointed out how overwhelmed Dean was by this man staring at him. Yeah, yeah. You know, by this strange man staring at him, that he was also a larger man. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, he's in his yellow polo, taking a tech call of telling someone to turn it 
off and then on again while he's playing with a vampire bobblehead bobblehead <laughs> so i have to plan i have to add a little personal story my brother used to be it like he used to do the phone calls and one of the funniest stories he ever told me was a the you know unplug it plug it back in turn it off turn it on type of thing that somebody called and said that their cup holder was broken <laughs> and he's like i'm sorry what he's like my computer came with a cup holder and i and it's broken what do i do Oh no. <laughs> it was the CD tray oh, no. <laughs> that, you know, you hit eject and the whole tray comes out. The guy put his coffee cup on it thinking that it was an ejectable, you know, retractable oh, cup holder. And he what a snapped, dumbass. <laughs> he snapped the, <laughs> the CD drive. And so my brother describing, you know, like how, like walking this guy through, he's like, your cup holder. <laughs> Yeah. And then when my brother finally figured it out, he was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> the paperwork he had to fill out on that call oh, I'm was sure. hysterical. So, so poor IT people, I feel for you. Yes. And I'm sure that they constantly have to answer with, did you turn, try turning it off and then on again? He's obviously had to do this a lot. Yes. So he is you know, chatting with a friend of his also at work, but it's definitely an anti-work kind of guy. He's not wearing the uniform. Yeah. He yeah. steals office supplies from the kitchen like, when they go. A lot of them. <laughs> three boxes of pencils. And I don't know anyone who needs three boxes of pencils. This is purely just... Just because. Against the man. They, they try to get other guys to go with them on break. It's like, hey, let's, you know, it's break time. Mm -hmm. And they try to get like other guys to go with them. And this one guy who I, I'm assuming would normally go with them is like, no, I can't, no breaks. And he's just like pounding away at the keyboard, like, like, you know, frantically pounding at this keyboard. They're like, oh, all right, well, don't have to work that hard, but okay. Yeah. So they leave him to his typing and they go off to steal office supplies and make coffee. I also like the little clip about someone making popcorn in the microwave, which is just a no-no when you're in an office environment. Right. So I just joined corporate life, I don't know, about four years ago or so, or so. And now all of the jokes about corporate office life make sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's one of those coming up too. Yeah. There's there's a big one. Um but yeah, I thought it was massive foreshadowing. I mean, like, like again, slap you on the face foreshadowing. When they walk into the break room, the first shot, the first camera shot is coming out of the microwave. Like the camera was in the microwave with the bag of popcorn so that when the door opens and someone takes the popcorn out of the microwave, the camera was in there and it follows them out. I was like, okay, microwave, got it. Ding, ding, ding. That's funny. I did not even think about that oh. foreshadowing. I was honestly just like they were highlighting someone making popcorn as in an an no-no. Yes. Being like, oh no, now that person just made the whole office smell like popcorn. And mm -hmm. then there's that little post-it note you see above that says, don't heat your fish in here. It stinks. It stinks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, were you at the theater when uh, we were doing... Um, um, yeah, um, Wayne. Um, uh, it was Candide. Yeah, Wayne was was making popcorn. <laughs> well, but there was that, but then there was just recently the uh, All is Calm at that theater up in Connecticut, uh -huh. where one of the cast members forgot that his microwave was in the popcorn and basically set it on fire. 
I had to, I had to run to the dressing room and like take this flaming bag of popcorn and throw it onto the street, like open a side door to the theater and oh, throw yeah. it onto the sidewalk. I remember sidewalk. you telling us that. I was not there for it, but I remember. Oh my God. Yeah, telling us. <laughs> we got in so much trouble because the theater was like, did you guys burn popcorn back here? I was like, yeah. The entire show, the entire theater just smelled like wimolated popcorn. popcorn. Oh God, it was terrible. I was like, dude, it was on fire. It's yeah. like you didn't just burn it. It was on yeah. fire. So these it, next these next few scenes crack me up because his friend, Ian, uh, <laughs> is totally ragging on him about the dreams that he's been having, which are about <laughs> monsters and vampires. So the most uh, recent one that he's had was uh, about him saving a grim reaper named Tessa from a bunch of demons. And, right. and Ian is completely tickled by this. He's just like, oh, Harry Potter, you wizard, yeah, d Dungeons and Dragons. He throws out yes. every nerd, like, insult or reference that you can think of. But but Dean's like, I mean, Sam's like, but. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's got nothing. Yeah. He can't really defend himself. And then later in his cubicle, he falls asleep again. And we see a bunch of flashes of season one. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> right, right. These are his dreams. <laughs> it's like, yeah. we all know what they are, which is, yeah. you know, lots of killing of ghosts. And it one of the dreams ends with, like, Dean. That's when Dean saws the head off that first vampire. And he's yeah. just, like, splattered with blood. A little bit of yeah. foreshadowing. Um, yeah. He wakes up. And shortly thereafter, meets Dean again inside of the elevator, who is still <laughs> very obviously uncomfortable with this tall kid. With staring at him. Because <laughs> now we know yeah, that Sam has been dreaming about him. About it. <laughs> and in this universe, whatever is happening, and we don't know yet, they are strangers to each other. They're yeah. not related at all. They have two different last names. There's something funky going on, obviously, but in this world that they're in, they do not know each other. And so then Sam immediately goes in, hey, do you uh, do you believe in ghosts or like vampires? <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. Totally chill about it. <laughs> but he's asking the way Dean usually asks somebody, which is like, so was there a ghost? No ghost? So was there a vampire? Yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. And he's giving him the same response that everybody always gives Sam and Dean, which is, dude, no. You know, you're you're a little bit crazy, so I'm just going to walk away. Yeah, yeah. You know? You um, overshare. Just a hint. <laughs> Later in the day, when Sam is, again, just mind-numbingly telling people to turn on and off their machines. Yep. He's looking up vampires. <laughs> <laughs> the supernatural Google. But his, uh, it turns out his buddy Ian has gotten a call from HR. Mm -hmm. Uh-oh. Yeah. You know, Ian's been called HR probably for stealing pencils. <laughs> yeah. So off Ian goes to HR, passing by the other guy. Um, I think his name's Paul. Yes. Still frantically typing, pounding away at his computer. Like, no, 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 no. What? What? No. And it turns out he's lost all of his files, which... Who hasn't that happened to? Who hasn't accidentally yeah. deleted something that some like the company needed? So this poor guy running yeah. away. And Sam is just like, eh, whatever, big deal. We're just basically we're just tech support. You know, it's not that whatever we do is not that important. Be, it's, right. it's fine. But right. for for Paul, it is like the end of the world. And we cut to later. It's been several hours later. It's dark at night. He is still trying to recover these files in a very frantic mode and they are not there. 
Yeah, you finally see the little note at the end that just says no files found. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Gone. And so as two things happen at the same time. One, we see our ghostly signs appear. So he's got the cold breath. I guess that's it. And we we hear it. We we hear we hear the sigh. We hear like a ghostly sigh. And then we see Paul like and we see his breath. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. And then we also see him become uh, his nervousness disappears. Yeah, it's like he's suddenly detached mm-hmm. from everything. He just becomes, uh, I don't want to say robotic, but he's like, he's now disconnected from what the manicness is gone. He just stands up and walks away from his cubicle, goes into the uh, the break room. He takes a plastic fork and breaks all the tines off one at a time, opens up the microwave, jams the fork in it's like oh okay now i see what's happening (laughs) he sticks he like presses 10 minutes on the microwave sticks his head in and presses go and literally nukes his head yeah and then the camera pans up to that sign that says please don't (laughs) don't cook your fish in here it stinks i was like that's that's bad that was like oh (laughs) yes supernatural that yes was bad. and actually the little fun fun tidbits about this scene is um the the guy who does these effects the visual effects um uh-huh. in, in editing um no one asked him to do this but <laughs> he was like you oh, know what, what do you do i gotta do, do-, do well they were just like so this guy's gonna microwave his head so it wasn't supposed to be this is not really possible in the realm of of, of things like you can't I don't, you can't nuke your head. Yeah, you can't really nuke your head like that. So this guy, he took, he he did a, a composite shot, I guess, of cheese being melted in the microwave, and that's how he got the effect of like the skin doing slightly the, melting off his face. Yeah, and like bubbling and burning a little bit. So that's how he got yeah. that. It was just supposed to be like a black smoke kind of thing. Right. He, he went a step further. He, went, he <laughs> took several steps further, and then when he showed it to Eric Kripke. And Sarah Gamble, they like giggled. They're like, oh, yes, we love this. <laughs> this is far better than anything we wanted. Yes. Remember, like maybe even a season or two ago, I was like, this is like a Kripke Gamb- Gamble special because they're the two like most demented minds. Just right. The bloodiest, guttiest. <laughs> yes. yes. Explosionist. Yes. That's hysterical. So this was the editor kind of, how can I make them happy? (laughs) How can I make this even more twisted? Oh my God. And he succeeded. It really was just like, it made me crazy. It was a great effect. "Ah!" It was, yeah. Cause it's like, he melted a little bit before he like sparked and smoked. So the next morning while the coroner is like zipping up the body and taking it away, Sam and Dean like catch each other's eyes. Yeah, over the, the, the yeah, watching the crime scene, they kind of catch each other's eyes. And Dan Dean seems like a little bit more interested, like, huh, a little bit more interested than he was yesterday about the ghost and uh, vampire asking. Now he seems yeah. like, mm, okay, a little bit interested. Yeah. And his coworker says something to Dean, you know, like Dean's like, have you ever seen anything like this before? And his coworker is like, no, and I'll, I'll never, you know, uh, see popcorn the same again which is a very dean thing to say you know which i thought was kind of funny it's the co-worker who answers for dean both sam and dean 
go back to their offices and start researching, which I thought was hysterical. Yeah. That, and they both came up with the same answers. Yeah. Although I'm not sure if Sam really did any researching. I think he just knew because it was his friend, but they they both came to the same conclusion of this guy was two weeks away from retirement. Why would he want to kill himself? He was was two weeks away from freedom. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And uh, Dean, uh, Sam at the same time notices that his buddy Ian, who went to HR, is now wearing like the the building uniform, the biz, the company yellow polo. Yeah, Mister Mister Anti Work is now completely yeah. a drone. He has he's wearing he, the yellow he, polo. He's, he's shaved. shaved. His he's, hair is brushed. Yeah, he's doing work, and he wants Sam to leave him alone so he can do his work, work. more. Yes, exactly. Like talk about a one eighty from from the my hero, if you will, <laughs> like the guy who's yeah. just there to screw the. Just- company out Screw of the man. as much money as possible <laughs> right you get paid by the hour we get yes. paid by the hour exactly but he's like hunched over the computer and is like you know gotta work gotta work gotta work um but ian gets a call from dean come up to the office so ian goes up to dean's office and dean explains hey you filled out this form wrong you know just take it back and refill it out because you know we need everything to we need all the numbers to match you know thanks buddy yeah I like, yeah, the finger guns again. But Ian's like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, I can't believe I did this. It, this is this is terrible. This It's all wrong. It's all going wrong. And Dean is like, buddy, hey, no, it, it's okay. It's not that big a deal. We can we can make this work. But Ian like freaks out and runs out of the office. Yeah, he runs to the bathroom. He's a complete nervous wreck. And while Dean tries to comfort him, ghostly things abound we see their cold breath we hear the sound effects the faucets turn on um pink jello comes out of it it's the soap the soap dispensers it's the soap dispensers turned on because everything's automatic you know so the sinks automatically turn on the soap dispensers that did not i thought it was supposed to be blood but I don't know why it was so like milky I'd, pink. It's like this looks I like would the s- pink jello that my mother makes for Thanksgiving sometimes. <laughs> you know? oh. uh, yeah, no, it was just a, a soap. They should wow. they should have cut that effect. Like who cares if the soap spews out of the soap dispensers, but that's what that was. Well, it did kind of look interesting. It was more interesting than just the water pooling up. It was like a kind of viscous yes. kind of goo that But it came was the out. same thing. It's like, what the fuck is that? It took a yeah. second for me to be like, oh, it's the soap coming out of the soap. Yeah, I d- it didn't even come to me that it was the soap. But uh, yeah. while all of this is happening, Ian pulls one of his stolen pencils out of his pocket and then stabs himself in the neck with it. Where there is much blood. Much supernatural blood. It was like spurt, fire hose, blood. And I have to say that though in this moment, Dean was a little bit more Dean than than we've seen him so far in this episode where before he's like, dude, it's okay. We should get out of here. When he started notices, like those things happening, he's like, we should go. (laughs) We should not be in here. Um, But then he sees, you know, Ian stab himself in the neck and he still steps forward. He's like, oh my God. And he tries to save Ian yeah. and when he does that he notices a reflection of a man like an old man in the uh like paper dispenser you know bin turns around there's no one behind him there's no reflection there's no man this is bad and Ian dies yeah yeah um, but it is worth noting that he went to go help the guy and not yes. just like run away and be like exactly. Holy shit, I want nothing to do with this so right 
and he wasn't freaked out. He was just, he literally was like, we should go. Oh my God, don't do this. Yeah. And his instinct was to step go forward, help yep. him. Yeah. Um, and not run away. Like I feel like most finance bros would do, which is be like, peace out. I don't want to do with this. Yep. Yep. Oh, oh my God. The last thing he says before the camera cuts away, because as he's trying to help Ian, what does he say? Mm. Somebody help me. He yells out, somebody help me, which is exactly what he yelled at the end of the season when he went to hell. When we see him chained up, being pulled apart, being suspended by chains, he yells, somebody help me. Which I thought was a nice little callback. So later. (laughs) Yeah, so then again, there's like a police coroner scene. Poor Sam has to watch his buddy, his second buddy, his probably closest buddy in the office get wheeled away in a in body, a body bag. bag and yep. the police are questioning dean they lock eyes again and then later dean is like get up into my office now <laughs> right like, what the fuck <laughs> yeah who you, the hell are you yes, yeah you start questioning me about ghosts and then and I, now suddenly people are dying people are dying um, and I may have seen something, but he doesn't say that. When Sam is like, what'd you see? You saw a ghost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's very excited. He's like, you saw a ghost. They both started there three weeks ago, by the way. There's a little exposition scene here. And yep. a couple of these little Easter egg sprinkling things. I still don't quite know what to call them. But while they're talking, you know, Sam is like, I feel like... You know, there's something bigger going on. I hacked into their emails. They both had an email that said go to HR on the 14th floor, but HR is on seven. Yeah, and Dean's like, wait, you hacked into their emails? (laughs) That's what he's focused on? Yeah. Yeah, so so Sam has some hacking skills, and he's like, oh, it's something I can do. Yeah. Um, So Sam Sam is just, maybe maybe there's something not natural happening here which so is I, was, it, no, that I did too i was like oh so close because he's like there's something not we're like you know he's supposed to say there's something supernatural but he didn't he said not not natural, natural. and i was but like oh i think that so was close. a better choice i think it was a better choice to say not natural than supernatural because that would have been too Absolutely. on the nose and i know like- i know but it was funny because I was waiting for it. Yes, but there was something it. very on the nose where Dean retorts back with, you mean you have special visions and you can see the future and you're some kind you're of psychic? Psychic? <laughs> yeah. When everyone at home is like, yeah. <laughs> and of course, Sam Wesson is like, no, that would be nuts. That but I did think this nuts. was funny because the last episode we just did you know, yes. you were talking about the, there's like, what happened? The psychic psychic where's, where's the psychic vision? <laughs> I know. So, of course, because they mentioned um, room 1444, we cut to room 1444, 1444, where some other poor, unfortunate soul is headed into. If he, now, who wanders into, like, a locked room? Let's Not just, I mean, me. If, right? Okay. So, Not this me. guy, room 1444, A, looks terrible, but he opens the door anyway, he goes in and it's like some sort of like supply room where there's old like uh, monitors and files and just. It's, a, it's like a forgotten supply closet. It's like where all but of it's the things room. go to yeah. die. Yeah. 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 And it's dark and obviously no one is in there or has been in there for a long time. And still this guy is in there like, hello? Hello? What's going on? Somebody call me in here? Yeah. No. And of course, then suddenly he sees his breath. 
all the monitors turn on and it's staticky and glitchy and you know the camera cuts to outside the door and we hear as do sam and dean who who are just dying to like check things out they can't help themselves so they're up there they go try the doorknob and of course it's locked sam without thinking just kicks it in opens the door <laughs> much to the surprise of both of them yes, <laughs> right they uh <laughs> dean like gathers himself but he was like that was super impressive um and they go to try to help the guy who currently is now trapped under some metal shelving and suddenly the ghost appears the same ghostly guy that that dean saw and like knocks sam and dean around he has the the ghost has that like electric fingers that like the ghost had during asylum remember when the ghost yes. was like gonna electrocute yeah yes. so it's the same like ghosty i'm going to electrocute you you know yeah. type of thing and he was headed towards um our third the, our third guy our third guy and then dean uh, picks up a wrench and just swings it at swings him it at and him, the ghost and disappears and so do the static on the screens yep everything stops goes back to normal and it's like how do you do that no (laughs) they're both impressed and surprised by each other's abilities yes and i love when they're back at dean's little swanky apartment uh sam is like how do you know he was afraid of wrenches (laughs) 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 and also side note wrenches are made out of steel not iron which kind of took me out of it for a second but that's okay only you valerie (laughs) did not even ever all wrenches are all wrenches made out of steel yeah maybe not maybe, maybe not they're wrenches because i freaking googled it i i googled it i did okay so then it didn't take you out of it because you were like i wonder it's not like you knew that off the top of your head no but it, i was like <laughs> all right i hit pause and googled it that's why it took me out of it um but uh i love that they're back at dean's apartment and they're like they're all stoked about what they did and and you know how cool is it that we did those things dean's apartment has like a bowl of fruit on the table you know he's got a fire crackling in the fireplace but crackle as in i.e gas fireplace hold Um, on hold on i just googled i'm just gonna interject wrenches are made out of various metals including iron or steel copper aluminum brass and stainless steel all right, check the dates. Go ahead. Okay. Now, I maybe will. it was a wrench from when P.T. Sandover. It could have been an old P.T. Sandover. I mean, he I... was in business since, like, ni- at least 1923. Right. Cast iron pipe wrenches. There are some that I could buy right now. All right, fine. I'm just, <laughs> just going to say the wrench he picked up was steel, but okay. <laughs> Thanks, Sammy. You're All welcome. All right, so Dean... Sam is like, God, I could use a beer. And Dean's still on the cleanse. He's like, dude, I got rid of all the carbs in the house. And like, hand Sam like a bottle of water. <laughs> she again, kind of cracks me up. I know. It's like, who is, who is this oh, guy? Who is this guy? He also has one of those home gyms in his apartment. Oh, like a Bowflex kind of thing? Yeah. Yes, exactly. But yeah, Sam is like beginning to dig into his feelings that maybe he was destined for something different, like they've done this before. Because mm-hmm. they were so good at this one fight. They were like, yeah, we were like, we, we worked together. It was like yeah, teamwork. Yeah. yeah. We've, uh, he doesn't like his clothes. He doesn't like his job or his last name. And it's not just because he works in a cubicle and most people feel that way. He's like, there's something 
something in my blood. In my blood. In my I'm, yes, I'm destined for something different. Destiny. But Dean doesn't believe in destiny, much like he doesn't believe in carbs. <laughs> <laughs> Which is hysterical because given he's been forced to live the life that he's been living because of fate. So we've been told. Right. That's so a whole nother, that. that's, that's a very much, much deeper argument that this see the right. rest of the season and the next one is going to get into and yes. maybe like much of the rest of the show but he does so, want right now to deal with what's in front of him so he's going to do the thing that he does best which is research research which ha 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 all of us at home yes but what else does he say he says semi yes which sammy does not like (laughs) (laughs) did you call me sammy i don't know did i yeah Mm, don't Don't. (laughs) all right Um, so we do a little research time jump and they find the best site ever of some ghost hunting geniuses cue our friends the the ghost Ghost Facers. facers oh my god and they are brilliant in this they literally online are now how to how to hunt ghosts yeah. like there's they're the wiki basic, they're like a wiki <laughs> how to hunt ghosts, ghosts like 101 and i don't know if you noticed but in the first shot of the ghost facers in the background there's a uh, dartboard with sam and dean's picture oh, really? on it oh i'm gonna have to go back and look at that that yeah. would be hilarious yes so it's like and it's not in any other shot which i find hysterical that i was like did somebody think it was too much like like we're all Probably, gonna be like oh yeah, yeah. Like Sam and Dean would have noticed that their faces are on a dartboard. Yeah. Yeah. That must um, have been a, oh, maybe we shouldn't do this, but there weren't enough clips to uh right. to use, or it was too late before they noticed it. So I loved the ghost facers in these videos. I do. I love them every time. I really do. I become I, more and more of a fan <laughs> of the ghost facers the more that I see them, which I think is the opposite feeling of a lot of most people. other people. <laughs> I just love the fact that as much as they are, they have adoration. For Sam and Dean for being actual ghost hunters. Yeah. They still call them like douche nozzles. <laughs> yeah. And like just pepper Ass insults. And and yes. Like any I'm... chance they get, they're like, curse. No. <laughs> but they gave us all of this information. You know, yes. and they gave us all. Yeah. Yeah. So step by step their, ghost their, hunting. Their steps of ghost hunting are number one, find out what you're up against. Yes. So Sam and Dean find that the ghost is named P.T. Sandover. He was the um, founder of the company. He, quote unquote, was the company. His very yep. blood pumped through it. In 1929, which was an economic disaster, the, depression. Yep. the company had 17 suicides. And now during, I think it was probably 2007. Yeah, another economic crash. Yes. Not the depression, but it was like a huge recession. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. As, as Dean said, the biggest economic downturn since the depression. Yep. And now, you know, they've had two suicides in two days. So maybe this guy just becomes active during times of economic distress so he can try and save his company. Right. Turning, uh, well, I think it comes later, but it's essentially like turning inefficient workers into worker bees. Yeah. You know, and just focused on work, 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 work. Yes. And who will commit harakiri if they fail? I always thought it was Harry Carey, but I looked it up. It is not. That's a mispronunciation. Harakiri. Well, it basically is K 
killing yourself with a knife and and tearing up your internal organs. Yay for that. So back to the ghost facers who <laughs> still I'll say that Samadine, while they suck ass, yeah. <laughs> major suckage, also <laughs> told them about salt and how to use salt uh, for killing ghosts. Assault is like acid, but not Burnie. fun. Bad trip. <laughs> Bad yes. trip for ghosts. And how to use rock salt in shotguns. Mm-hmm. And of course, Sam and Dean in this current uh, age are like, well, where would we get guns? A gun store? <laughs> A gun store? Well, yeah, actually, you probably could get guns at a gun store. <sighs> anyway, um, they're and- so straight lace and like law abiding, <laughs> you know? And iron, which is why the wrench worked. Ghosts yes. aren't scared of wrenches, they're scared of iron. And also, um, dot, 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 P.S., like before you cut away from this instructional video, oh, yeah, you also, if you're dealing with a ghost, may have to salt and burn the remains, mm-hmm. which requires you digging up the body, which could be. Illegal in some states, states. (laughs) which is like possibly all states. God, I love them. They're so freaking funny. And if the body is cremated, then you'll have to look elsewhere for some genetic remains. Now, these scenes were all directed in L.A. So the the guys, the Ghostfacer guys were in L.A. and they filmed Mm -hmm. the scenes there. They were directed by, hold on, Phil Screecha, who was there. Oh yeah! So they popped in. He popped in and said, "Hey, let's let's film some let's of these, film these scenes. scenes." I wonder. I don't know for sure, but I feel like a lot of this was probably improv. Oh, like a just a, just go, just go with it. Here are the points that you need to hit. Just do a fun run, you know. Just kind of go because I, I feel like that. these guys are very much they, a a good like yes and yes and. Yes. yes. Like the, they said something about milk teeth. Yes. <laughs> and Harry just like looks over at him. He's like, like he makes a face. It was just like weird. Genetic material. It just... <laughs> yeah, I was like, why did he go down that road? Because he also had that look on his face like milk teeth. Yeah. It's like, who, who calls even, baby teeth milk teeth? I don't even know teeth. what milk teeth are. It it's baby, baby teeth. teeth. Oh. Yeah, it's because you're still nursing. <laughs> milk teeth. It's the teeth you get while you're still milk nursing. <laughs> I don't like that term. But see, that's the thing. It's like, why would you call it that? Like, what American <laughs> slang, like, what American vernacular says that? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say yes, 100% that. I hope that was improv. And I, I hope, hope that. I hope so, too. So cut to Sam and Dean uh, shoving all this stuff <laughs> uh, into a duffel bag. <laughs> yeah. Like, like poker, a fire poker into a duffel bag. They've got salt. I'm assuming they didn't have a gun because they didn't make it to a gun store no. in, in that time. Um, and they head off to the office building and head to the 14th floor. Little, I wrote a note about most modern office buildings, even modern office buildings don't have a 13th floor. Yes. Um, so here's an interesting tidbit. And this is, I know something like that about this because of the industry that I work in. Because mm-hmm. back in the day, people would not list something as the 13th floor. It has screwed up so much paperwork. Um, there are things, at least in New York City, called a certificate of occupancy, which is a document that you need to have in order to legally have, it's not just for residential buildings, but it lists like, this is allowed to be a residential building. This is allowed to be a uh, uh, a retail building. This is allowed right. to be a, um, and a, di- a dining establishment, et cetera, is, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. 
but also because of like the the various approvals that you need to get done if you want to have any kind of renovation or mm. or even if a pipe bursts or something if it's on the 13th floor and there's no legal documentation for the 13th floor it really puts a wrench in things <laughs> if I yep. use that when, phrase when i <laughs> when i lived in singapore there was no building that had a 13th floor yeah and um as far as I know here in the States, I don't see 13 as a floor. And having said that in the next scene or in a couple of scenes, we see uh, Sam in an elevator and it does flash goes from 14 to 13 to 12. I was like, damn it. They have a 13th no, floor. There's definitely now there's definitely 13th floors. 13th and that's floors. probably because of whenever they started, okay, we need to get serious about the kind of paperwork that we're doing here. Right. And There's a 13th people floor. probably like came to their senses and be like, we can't fucking do this. We can't just not have a 13th floor. Okay. I just, I just, I'm going to just say that from the time that uh, from 80 to 86 living in Asia, no building that I went into had a 13th floor. All right. So they go to the 14th floor. <laughs> Which by and the way, used to be the tallest floor in that building. And that's why everything is, is happening on the 14th floor. Cause that used uh, to be the old guy's office was, office was that room. Right. So they're searching around the room. Uh, Sam gets caught by a security guard. Dean thankfully right. does not. He is able to hide in time. The security yep. guard takes Sam into the elevator to take him off to, I don't know, building jail. The police. Um, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I went in and the elevator goes down past the 13th floor, which I was like, damn it. Yeah. Um, it stops. And then malfunctions. It yes. Malfunctions, yes. And the security guy does the, the, the emergency key and makes it stop. He manually opens the doors and it's sort of in between. Between floors, floors. which we all know what's going to happen now. But it doesn't happen when I thought it was going to happen because he's sitting there crawling out and taking for fucking ever to crawl yeah, out of this like elevator. Kicking his feet, kicking his feet. And even like, Sam was like, anytime, oh. anytime. Yes, yes. <laughs> Sam was all of us. Sam like, was all of us happen. in this scene. He's like, oh, it's going to happen. And uh, but the guy <laughs> crawls out, he makes it out. And then, and turns, then around. turns around and sticks his head back in. And he's like, come on, man, we got to go. I'm not waiting six hours. Well, I don't for... have the rest of my life. And <laughs> then and then the elevator drops, cuts the guy in half. Half yeah. of his body is still kicking on the higher floor. Yeah. The other half of his body is in the elevator with Dean which and with Sam, which saying, thankfully, we don't see. But there was an amazing splatter that yeah. Sam just gets. Yep all up in his face he just gets 100 splattered i was like all right supernatural yep. game on yep. <laughs> yep. and of course as soon as that happens dean comes on the walkie-talkie phone he's mm -hmm. like he's like sam you okay <laughs> i've seen resident evil i will never ever crawl out of an elevator like that nope and again having lived in a high rise the number of times that you get stuck in an elevator is more than you think yeah, I, I got I got stuck once in the what's it called like the the loading elevator or the a freight know, freight, the freight elevator. elevator at Century Two in Wichita. Oh, <laughs> that was scary. <laughs> that's scary. Luckily, that's only like a four story building, though. <laughs> yes, but you're not in like a nice cozy. No, you're in, a, you're in you're a, in a death a trap with yes, <laughs> you're in a crate that has like grates on either side that you yeah. can we have to jaws of death open this door before these doors open and yeah 
while Sam has been dealing with this, like... Severed body. Yes, severed body. Dean kind of found a light bulb moment in the office. He pulls up a framed picture, and you just see something go off in his brain. And then he has Sam, who somehow escaped the elevator, uh, meet him (laughs) on floor 22. (laughs) He's like, yeah, I'll meet you up there. Just don't take the elevator. Yeah. (laughs) So here's the best part. Not the best part. A great part. When they finally meet up on the 22nd floor, Dean sees Sam. Sam has since at least wiped his mm-hmm. face, but his shirt is still covered in blood. Dean says, well, it's a, it's a lot of blood. And Sam's like, yeah, it is. And that's it. There's no, there's, it's like, all right, we're getting closer and closer to Sam and Dean, which is like, this is everyday life for them. Yes. You yes. Know? No, like, how did that happen? Uh, yeah. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> it's just, that's a lot of blood. No more questions asked about No more questions asked. That's a lot of blood. Dean found P.T. Sanders' personal, like, work gloves, which were encased in, in glass. Yeah, it's like this giant shadow box type of thing on a display yeah, on the 22nd Like a memorial. Floor, of... Which is actually kind of cool for a for a corporate office to do. It's, it's not a bad idea. But Dean... I think on seeing that framed photo is like, oh, I pass by this memorial wall every single day. Yeah. And there's gloves. So I bet there's like fingernail clippings or something or in them. Skin or something in themselves. Yeah. So they're like, yeah. great, let's do it. They break open the glass. And right when they break open the glass, then poof, ghost man appears. Ghost man appears. We see the breath. They both, Sam and Dean, both take turns because they're prepared swinging at the ghost with uh with the like fire pokers from dean's fireplace and stuff yeah they're like good partners and they're they're having a good time because they keep they're like tossing it back and forth to each other they're catching it they're swinging it around in time in just the right yeah. spot and they're like good job yeah good job <laughs> yeah, you got it it's a lot yeah. of finger point like <laughs> <laughs> it's a finger pistol <laughs> yes Good yeah. job. But it's like, so they swing at the ghost, he disappears. They swing at the ghost, he disappears. He keeps doing the ghosty thing, which is reappearing. And finally, the ghost is able to get the upper hand on both of them and like smashes Dean against the wall and then turns and, you know, smashes Sam. Sam isn't as, you know, knocked knocked down as Dean is. And now the ghost is like walking towards Dean doing his like static electricity thing with his fingers i was like he's gonna kill him with static electricity he's shuffling his feet on the carpet i I thought that was kind (laughs) of not not very intimidating but for dean who doesn't know you know who's never been around ghosts before this is pretty scary even though we know (laughs) right but also you know he was there to like turn him into like a worker bee who then would become obsessed with this work Uh, and who knows if you can snap them out of it unsnap it right exactly Yes, so he's cornered Dean, but it gives Sam an plenty of time because he's just shuffling towards him to uh, grab the gloves, light them on fire, and they burst into blue flame. And Which is beautiful. Yes, yeah. and so does the ghost. He fizzles it out into a flame. Away. Which is great because it was so, like, uneventful that he just kind of went, foof. Yeah. <laughs> there was no like ah, or yeah. you meddling kids or anything like that it was just so like, uneventful but the boys are so proud excited. of themselves yeah they're like that was amazing yeah. and we're all at home going that's what you do yeah it's like, <laughs> are you kidding that was the lamest thing that you guys have yeah. done <laughs> <laughs> literally that was the worst ending of a ghost <laughs> we've seen better but they're totally like we that was a great workout (laughs) we should quit our jobs go on the road and do this for real like this should be our jobs that is sam's point of view 
Yes. He's like, we should do this. This is yes. our um our calling. Our calling. Yeah. And then he's admitting he's like, okay, these dreams that I've been having about ghosts, I'm actually fighting them and I'm actually fighting them with you. With you. You're there yeah. too. And we're like, it's like you're my best friend. Maybe yeah. brothers. Dot, dot, dot. Maybe this of course- isn't actually our life. Maybe a ghost somewhere zapped our brains and we're like living some sort of alternate reality, which is mm-hmm. very plausible, especially yeah. since we've seen things like the djinn who has done that exact same thing. Right. But I this is still me <laughs> saying, get there faster, get there faster. It's yeah. like, figure it out, you guys. We, I mean, we don't know what's actually going wrong, but we yeah. know what's wrong. It's right. like, we know who you are. We know what the problem is. We just don't know how it's a yeah. problem. Like, yeah. how did this happen? Yeah, Dean so, does not want to get there. He's the one that's like putting the roadblocks up because yeah, Sam is like, all right, I know that I have a family. I know that I had a fiance named fiance. Madison. But Madison, I tried- which I was like, <clears throat> But then when he tried to call her, it turns into it's it's actually an animal hospital, which was I was like, that is sick. That was that was sick writing right there. That was I oh I I was like, that's cold. That's cold call on Madison. Yeah, yeah. Or a little werewolf, but not Jess. But not Jess. No Jess. And Dean's little alternate family. He went to Stanford. (laughs) yes his parents are bob and ellen and with his sister joe it's like oh boy right so joe always was more sisterly i think she turned into that yeah yeah so the brothers at this point are still switched now sam is the one saying we need to go hunt people say i mean not hunt people i did it again hunt (laughs) things save people You know, and Dean is the one saying, no, no, well, how do logistically, how do we do that? How would we live? What would we steal credit cards? You know, without a health plan? What are you thinking? (laughs) You know, the brothers are definitely switched. Yes. He names all of the, like, surviving on credit cards, on greasy food at the diner, on uh, staying in crappy motel rooms every night. (laughs) That is no way to live. But Sam still pushes. He's like, when was the last time you talked to your family? How was this real? Explain to me how this was real. Yeah, Dean um, cannot get in board. And he was like, you know, what? I think I think you should just go. You're stepping into you're out of my comfort zone, like way too much. You know, just yeah. just go. But it's Sam oversteps when he says, "I know you." Yeah, that's what it is. And yes. and Dean turns into 100% Dean in our reality right now, which is, you don't know me. I'm not that person, which is exactly what Dean's been saying at the end of the last episode. Mm -hmm. I'm not that guy. Yeah. You know, it takes a righteous man to, you know, do all this. I'm not that guy. And this is exactly what Dean is saying here. I'm not that guy. You don't know me. He doesn't know that's what he's saying. We know that's what he's saying. So now we are the next day. Here's our office space. Back to the Uh, grind. Yeah, back to the grind again, that another little montage, Printers. but but then it's like the office space uh, hmm. homage where Sam just cannot take yet another call to tell somebody to turn off and then on their machine again. And he like slowly stands and just takes a fire poker, which fire he poker. just had <laughs> underneath his desk, <laughs> smashes the hell out of his phone, destroys it and just says, I quit. I what quit. a badass way to quit. It was very Winchester-y. Yeah. And I was like, who hasn't? I wrote down so satisfying. I was like, who hasn't wanted, wanted to do that? to do that. 
Yeah, I mean, God, I want we to don't do all that carry right now. <laughs> don't carry fire poker. Do you have a fire poker in your Maybe apartment? I should bring one. <laughs> I should Might buy like... a fire, fire poker and just hold it underneath my desk. Like tape it underneath. Just in case. Just in case. In... The day will come and it will come. In case it's, of emergency, so break glass. Yes. yes. <laughs> Sam has done that. He he yes. quits in like the most badass fashion Very possible. Very office space. Just yes. sleeps. Yeah. Upstairs on the 22nd floor, Dean is, you know, typing. He's not really focused. And then Mr. Adler comes in yeah. and does the whole like corporate move of like writing a number on a piece of paper. He's like, how is yeah. this for you? There's your bonus. Yeah. You know, we just want you to you, stick around. You know, it's for eight to 10 more years. And yes. that bonus is all yours. <laughs> I, lo- I love the, the, um, the incentive that he gives here. It's just like, you just gotta like eat lunch at your desk be at work from like 8am to 8pm. Just basically yeah. work 24 hours a day in eight to 10 short years. You could be VP of yeah. something of or like another. Erie, Pennsylvania or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, mm, no. And Dean actually was like, mm, no. Yeah. He quits, not in as badass of a no. version as Sam, but he's like, you know, I, I'm putting in my I, notice. I have <laughs> something else I need to do. And, you know, Mr. Adler's like, another job? Somebody's like poaching you away from us? He's like, no, there's just something else in life I need to be doing. And instead of being mad, Adler kind of sits back and smiles and goes, Dean, 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 finally. And it's like, okay, what's going on here? It's Adler. Adler's had something to do with Sam and Dean in this thing. And he leans forward and does the old two finger touch the, to the, the forehead. Angel touch. Yep. Yep. Onto Dean's head. And then poof, suddenly I didn't realize this. I didn't notice it until it went away. All the color, all the bright and vibrantness of this episode washed away and yeah. it dropped right back into regular supernatural <laughs> like dark slightly and dingy gray, and dark <laughs> dingy wash over and i was like oh my god yeah i didn't and you wouldn't have noticed it until they showed the Took contrast mm-hmm. yeah and i was like wow good for them because i normally would have been like gee it's super bright because i've done that sometimes i'm like mm-hmm. the sun is shining in this episode they can't this can't be you know they can't be in canada because the sun is shining you know but in this episode i didn't catch it and so it wasn't until adler leans in touches dean on the forehead all the color goes away and dean kind of wakes up but he's like well did you and he he knows it right away he's like you're an angel yeah god you, damn it <laughs> god damn it touched by an angel again yes stop yeah like that's his feel i think that's like his innermost feeling is like stop fucking with me I'm yes so tired of it so this guy mr adler his real name zachariah who is now kind of stepping in as uh, or he is um Cass's superior but now he's stepping right. down onto earth due to the uriel situation right um so now he's kind of got to keep a closer eye on things i got to keep my ducks in a row you know <laughs> and he's like i am not one of your ducks and he says this in all seriousness which i thought was kind of funny you know <laughs> i was like yeah i'm not one of your ducks and Zachariah says he created this little play to make Dean realize that he's destined to be a hunter and destined to stop the apocalypse. He also mm-hmm. impresses that this is not a curse, but a gift 
because not only can he hunt ghosts and stuff, but he also gets to do it riding a super cool sports car and, and just having sex around with women. So yeah. I don't see the problem here, man. Win win. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, and it's not because of God, you know, God didn't do this to you. It's you. You do this. You are, you will always find your way back to this life as evidenced by what just happened. Right. You know, we took you out of that life and you still found your way back to it. Mm -hmm. You know, this is you. You are this guy. So quit telling yourself that you're not this guy. You are this guy. Yeah. So are you ready to stand up and be who you really are? And uh, we don't get an answer. No. There's a good line in there just before that blackout, though, that Dean is very Dean in this moment. And he's just like, angel or no angel, I will still stab you in the face. (laughs) You know, given given all the shit you just laid on me, he's like, dude, I don't care if you're Castiel's superior. I'm still going to stab you in the face because I hate you fucking angels, which I loved. Yeah. Um, Fair enough. Yep. But I do like that we're left with no, we don't get a Dean retort because I think nope. he is kind of taking it in. He's like, well, he can't, Ooh. he can't deny it. It's, yeah. He, He's it's kind of trapped. He's kind of trapped yeah. uh, into. Um, he, 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 he was played. He literally he was, was played and there's no backing out of that. He yeah. did exactly what the angel wanted him to do, mm-hmm. you know, decoupage uh, aside, um, <laughs> which I kind of thought was kind kind of funny. <laughs> Dean was like, "Thinking about your, leave it to Dean to think that decoupage has something to do with decolletage. Um, yeah, I, which I think is funny because we often in an opera refer to you know cleavage as clavage, mm-hmm. so that we're not saying cleavage because in opera, I hate to say it, there's a lot of cleavage. There's a lot of cleave. Uh, and often women on stage aren't given a place to put things. So they'll put it in there. What we call the opera purse, which is into the, into Into the the cleavage. Where did that come from? The clavage. Yes. (laughs) Your opera purse. I thought it was funny. I thought it was clever. Actually, I did think it was clever. Um, (laughs) especially given that we use the word clavage so much in my job, just FYI. So that's how that episode ends. It um, ends. And I kind of wish, and I'm sure it will be discussed in the next episode, which I haven't uh, seen yet. I wanted to know Sam's reaction. Right. At the end of this. of this, I was like, where is Sam in all of this? I literally yeah. was like, Did wait, where is the door and be like, whoa, dude. Whoa, what the dude, fuck I remember. <laughs> yeah. Why is everything so gray and dingy? And why <laughs> yeah. am I wearing a polo? And yeah. Yeah. I, that, I literally had that thought. I was like, what about Sam? I mean, Sam was a huge hero in this episode. Yes. You know, door kicking in, figuring out that they weren't meant to be, you know, douchebag. Yeah, you know, they sales are actually these people. He was like, there is yeah. something else going on here. But boop, no Dean. I mean, no Sam. Where Where is he in the end of this episode? Yeah. I'm sure it will be part of like the opening scene in the next episode. The next? They're, they're okay. in a car or in a diner. Uh, like, Wow, that really happened. I, do, I honestly don't. I know don't. For sure. I, what I is the next episode? It is. I, I didn't watch it. I didn't. I didn't even like look at the uh, teaser. It is the monster at the end of this book. <laughs> I didn't look at the teaser either. But if you just think about book books, okay, yep, okay. Well, You'll but they're so there. okay. I I think I know what comes next. 
a lot of things like moving fast now. Finally, but this is so funny that I wrote down, I'm like, get there quicker. Yeah. But but for <laughs> me, I'm always <laughs> yeah, I'm always saying this is supernatural. Here's here's my beef, and it's a it's a good beef with supernatural. I am always fighting for the moment when Sam and Dean are back being brothers and working together. And of course, the greatest conflict in Supernatural is the brothers working against themselves for any given reason, whether it's outer influences or their inner influences. So I'm always wanting them to be back together. And right now, they are not together. Right. Right now, and... right, right now at least in this episode, they're not. And even in the last one, they weren't together, but they weren't against they each weren't other against either. each other, but there's the... Yet. There's the secret keeping, yeah, you know, and there's the distrust. Yeah. And I'm like, get past it, you guys. Let's get back to being yeah. kick-ass brothers and working together. You know, be the douche nozzle jackasses that ghost facers, you know, talk about. Yes. You know, <laughs> we tea. know so much about them. It's like, get back to who we know you're supposed to be. And yes. of course, that's the biggest drama out of this entire series. I know, series. that's what makes boring TV is like when they're working together. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So right now I'm kind of like, you know, get there faster. Yes. Figure it out. I yeah. I love this episode. I had a really good time. I did too. Watching it. I, I kind of like being in the know. Like sometimes I like, I like knowing more than the characters. Yes. You know, um, there was humor all, all around. It wasn't like slapstick. But it was it was fun. It must have been oh. hard for the characters to act like they didn't know. Right. There's some great outtakes in this. I didn't mention them, but there's some oh. there's some funny oh, there's some funny there outtakes. Mm -hmm. Just some. I mean, a lot of them were just technical outtakes. Like you know, anytime that Sam got on the elevator with with Dean, uh -huh. you know, he'd be like, "But my button's already pressed, so how do I know what floor to be going to?" You know. <laughs> and Jensen's like, "It doesn't matter. Just press the button." <laughs> We've all done it. We've all pressed the button that's already lit up. Just do it. And so the yes. number of times that like Jared came in and out of the elevator, you know, Jared's like, just get in the elevator, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. I would have loved to have seen the number of takes it took to get just the right blood splatters. Like how many times did they splatter oh, yeah. Jared with blood? Yeah. And have to change shirts and yes. wipe the face off. Exactly. So there's there's some this is when they really started to, I think, ramp up with the recording the outtakes. Um, oh, good. Yeah, there's good. Some good I'll definitely stuff watch that on the um, on the DVD Dude. at the end, at the end, when we wrap the season up. I like to wait until the season is done. Save before the best I... for last. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Very cool. Anyway, yeah. I did. I love this episode, too. I thought it was clever writing. I thought it was a great arc because, yeah. again, I I. <laughs> I feel stupid that I didn't notice the things until it was like slap you on the face. I was like, duh, yeah, Smith Wesson, Smith. and Wesson. <laughs> they're not the Winchesters, but they're no, another they're gun maker. Gun, yeah. Sure. Oh God. I wish you could have seen my face. I wish you could see my face when I was just like, oh, they got me. I, I was a little proud of myself that I caught it because I'm not really a gun person. Like I don't know. <laughs> Different types you know, of guns or anything like that. Right. But, but, but Smith I, and Weston. I is do know pretty, a Smith and Wesson. It wasn't like they were like Zig Hauer, you know. Couldn't tell Zig you what it looks like. I don't know what a Smith and Wesson looks like, but I do know that it's, it is. You a, know, it's a gun. I know it's a fancy type of gun that, man, I just, I just love the show because I love when they go, I love when they go meta like this and it hap yeah. it's happening more and more now. But I also love like the really deep intrinsical There's, episodes it's just yeah it's got a little bit of everything and it's just so good it, 
it really does. It's, it's actual writing. Yeah. You know, people, people kind of brush it off as like, you know, oh, they're just ghost hunters or something. Yeah, it's like, no, you know, the comedy of the ghost faces. There's more. So, all right. So next week is. Next week is uh, the monster at the end of this book. At the end of this book. Okay. I know that title. Like, I know what that title is referring to. <laughs> so I'll just have to wait until we, you know, talk about it to find out what that means. <laughs> just like I didn't know, give a mouse a cookie. Yes. Um, which I was sent that book, by the way. Really? After that, after that episode, I was sent the book. No way. Who sent it to you? Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> did you read it? I did. And I was like, oh, even my sister called me after that. She's like, you read that book to your nieces. I'm like, did I? Yeah. So now it's on my bed stand. So my nightstand. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> There's a sequel uh, yeah. too. Oh, don't tell me that. It's if you what give a moose a muffin. No, it's not. No, it's not. Yes, it is. <laughs> Great. Now that's going to come in the mail. <laughs> I know we've been a little bit sporadic with our with our scheduling. It's going to continue to be a little bit more sporadic just because I'm going on vacation. I will not be able to record anything. You are in very, very long days. So <laughs> that'll, that'll teach me to ever say, oh, this is going to be easy. I, I I literally oh, said I'm gonna have so much time, and then nope, like less time than I've ever had. Right. Well, that was me a couple months ago. Me like, oh yeah, I can do all of these things at once. No. Nope. nope. No, I can't. Nope. Uh, at least so not be sane and do all of these things at once. So right. we will see you next time. Do not know when it will be, but I will try to at least put out some repeat episodes during the time we're gone, so at least you can yeah. re-listen to us. Jammer on about <laughs> right. So with that in mind, please subscribe to us. We are on all podcast platforms. Uh, please rate us anywhere that allows a rating. It's a huge help. We are on social. We are at Salt and Burn This everywhere. We're on YouTube. You can listen to us there if that's your kind yes. of thing. If you'd just like to watch the little sound waves go. <laughs> While we're talking, we are yeah. very close to having all of our episodes up there. Almost. In season playlists. So it's at your convenience. You can start it one then move on to two etc etc we're only on four just so have it i guess playing there's... in the background you, you can. can just click play all that's okay all oh, we love that all right so we will see you next time for the monster at the end of this book thanks for joining us bye bye